Welcome everyone to the Grand Central Fantasy Podcast. The podcast that gets you where you need to be for your fantasy team. Now, please welcome your hosts, Sean and Mikey Rock. What is up, GCF fam? The Toxic Boys are back. And Mike, it is now, I think, three weeks since Josh Larkey has not addressed the Brett Favre situation. Do you have any comments? He's a hypocrite. He's a fucking hypocrite. He does whatever he needs to do to up his follower count. As much as he says he doesn't care about it, he deeply cares about it because he's an insecure little bitch. Shot. Shots fired. Shots fired. Alert. Boom. That's how we start this fucking pot off. Let's go, baby. GCF style. Shout out us. Shout out us in our in uh, the GCF studios. Remote, of course. Um, doing the shit on our own. We do not fucking subscribe to any sex offenders that aren't each other and ourselves. Our company is strictly no sex offenders. Um, it was just funny because they ripped apart our boy Deshaun Watson. And I mean, you know, if, if you want. I guess rightfully so, but like, keep that fucking same vibe. I hate when people say keep that same energy, but keep that same shit for everybody, bro. Just because it's your coworker, you know. I mean, you're that against it. I mean, Far was doing the same thing, bro, and he's stealing. Well, money. He's he was against it, but he the he teamed up with Brett Favre, and you teamed up with Michael Vick. But <laughs> I love Michael I guess, Vick. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Michael Vick's my boy too. But I'm just yeah. Keep it, uh, keep it level, you know, like keep it 100. Keep like it 100. All right. The toxic boys are back. We're in this bitch. Week four is in the books. You already know the fucking vibes before we get respect on and off. Let me talk to you about the Patreon real quick, boys. That's right. All you motherfuckers that are listening are most likely Patreon members. Um, Shout out my boy, Jerry. Shout out my boy, Friday. Friday, the helmet, the Jamar Chase helmet is in the mail this Thursday, guaranteed, just so you know. Um, but listen, that's the type of shit you get when you subscribe to our Patreon. It's low as $5 a month, $10 a month for the unlimited package. You literally, we are your fantasy football bitch. We hook you up constant, constant, constant hitting us up in the DMs. We respond Mike, I don't think we have a, if we had to do a response time, I think we're like under 10 minutes with all of them, to be honest with you. Um, me and Mike ignore yeah. our families. Um, Mike works, has a pretty important job that, uh, you know, puts a lot of people's life on the line and he ignores that to answer, um, you know, these calls and everything like that. So make sure you go to the link in our bio, uh, patreon.com backslash grand central fantasy. We're, we're a quarter way through the season, but we still have a shit ton of time. Um, you know, so I really want to make sure that you guys get that fucking subscription, get in there. You get access to weekly, weekly gambling picks that were a fucking disaster this week, but we'll bounce back. Um, the starter sits, which outside of the quarterbacks, which we will get to, we're fucking hot motherfucking fire, baby. Um, and you know, you just get access to us. Like I said, we might even put this fucking podcast behind the paywall. You never know. We might get a little spicy with it. Uh, Mike, if you don't have anything to add, bro, this week was crazy. It was annoying. I, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing who you're putting respect on their name because there's a lot of respect to take off, which you already know I'm fiending for that. Um, but let, let's let's start off with some positivity. Yeah, I'm all about the positive vibes. Um, that was yeah, very convincing. Gonna... That was very convincing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all I'm I'm positive guy, man. You guys know this, and I feel bad that America has to wait a full week every week. For me to put respect on these fellas' names, but God damn it, you waited. We're here. Let's get to it, and we're kicking it off with Jared fucking Goff. Put some respect on the fifth best fantasy quarterback's name. No St. Brown, no Swift, no DJ Shark, no fucking problem. Three hundred seventy plus yards, four touchdowns, put up forty five points just to just to lose. Uh, but he's easily been the biggest surprise for all quarterbacks in fantasy, and he's earned a fucking spot on all rosters. And the Lions offense, guys, is for real, and it's fun. Goff's here to stay. Um, 
in the wise words of Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street, I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. Put some respect on Jared Goff's name. Next, we got Miles Sanders. And Sanders, uh, he faced very heavy criticism the last few years to the point that his average draft position dropped around eighth round on drafts. And my boy has felt the blatant disrespect slapped on his fucking name. He's channeled that slander into a top 10 running back in fantasy through the first quarter of the season. He was trusted by the Eagles with 27 carries in the win against the Jaguars. Those carries resulted in 134 rushing yards and they resulted in two touchdowns. Eagles offense is fucking thriving. Fly Eagles fly. Sanders is a part of it. Put some respect on that man's name. Next, Damian Pierce and Sean GCF, you know I've crucified Pierce, especially because those people who use a very early pick on him. I yep. I was really tough on you guys about it. And he sucked the first two games. But through these last two games, he has the fifth most fantasy points for running backs. He went off 130-plus yards and a score on just 14 carries. Uh, he also saw a lot of action through the passing game. He had six targets. Um and he had a 75-yard rushing touchdown. That's what opened my eyes. It was a beautiful thing. It's time to take it easy on the rookie, guys. It's time to put respect on that fella's name. Next, we got Rashad Penny. And this is one of my fucking favorites of the week, Sean, because several of the, quote, big analysts, Josh fucking Larkin, <laughs> disrespected Rashad Penny's name this week, even against defenses like the Lions, guys. I promise you these analysts even said to drop Rashad Penny before the game. Search it. They were victory lapping. My new favorite word. I think I've said it like 90 times these last three podcasts. Victory lapping uh, when he started off slowly. And then they ate their fucking words when he finished with the highest. What? Yes. The highest rushing yards of the fucking week. 151 yards, 17 carries, 41-yard touchdown. Find Josh Larkin on Twitter. Search Rashad Penny. You will see the slander. Fuck that cornball. Take respect off his name and put it on Rashad Penny's. Next, we got Josh. Ayo. Next, we got Josh Jacobs. And when Sean isn't right. locked that's, into that's Josh. That's fucking right. That's fucking right. No, 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 no. Let's get everybody, everybody get Turn up your turn up your podcast. Turn up your headphones. Get close to the radio here. Listen to what this man has to say about my firstborn son, Josh Jacobs. Well, this is weird if he's your son because I was just going to say when Sean's not locked into Josh Jacobs OnlyFans, um, he's watching his favorite running back of all time put in work on Sundays. We're from, we're from Alabama, bro. It's all good. <laughs> That's what we do, yo. Uh, Jacobs, uh, he had his best game of the season to date. Uh, he had highs in carries, rushing yards, touchdowns. He he did it all. So, uh, you know, the Raiders offense, if they can continue to just, you know, keep it going, keep grinding, keep scoring, keep moving the ball, um, Jacobs is going to be a big part of that. Put some respect on Sean's OnlyFans addiction. And last but not least, C.D. Lamb. And, um, you know, we chatted about the Cowboys after the Dak injury right here on this fucking podcast. And we were wondering which Cowboys are going to stay relevant in the meantime while Dak's out. And in the games that Dak hasn't started, so weeks two to four, Lambs finished as the number six fantasy wide receiver in PPR format, the only format. So hopefully, you know, you guys didn't dish Lamb out when the going was getting tough. Um, he had six passes, 97 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, that was with Cooper Rush. I'm just, I'm very happy that my man's keeping it going, even without the uh, his star quarterback around. Put some respect on this name, on this guy's name for overcoming adversity. Let's go. Hey, there we go. Fucking go, baby. Let's fucking go. That's it right there. I'm ready. Listen, listen. I. I got to say, there were so many satisfying moments this Sunday. All of them for me took place before kickoff. I know we officially retired Austin Eckler from the segment, but he definitely could have fit in here. I'm sure you probably thought about putting him in. Um, 
it was a situation right before I was talking to some of our Patreons and with Josh Jacobs, I, I forget who it was. I think it was shoes. He was going back and forth with me about who to fit in. I was like, dude, Josh Jacobs, like Denver has given up, like they're the worst rush defense in the league right now. Like they give up over five um, yards per carry to opposing running backs. And he was like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, put him in fucking goes off league winner. Same thing with Austin Eckler, dude, Josh Jacobs. I don't know if it's going to keep going. I don't think it is, but it's the most satisfying thing to me because it's like, bro, I see this in him, dude. I know he can do this now. Is this, you know what, Mike, this is a question I'll ask you because listen, Jared Goff, he earned that respect. Damian Pierce, that's a guy, he's a rookie, you know, I, I, I traded him in a couple leagues. I bought into the hype, but I think, I don't think he'll ever hit that sixth round hype consistently, but I do think he's a solid, um, pick Miles Sanders. He should be retired from this shit too. Cause he's just, he's the man. Now they finally learned how to use him. Um, yes. you know, Rashad Penny, that's something we'll get into in a second, but, uh, you know, and lamb with lamb, everything is, you know, Dak or no Dak. It's kind of the same shit. Like the, this team really hasn't missed a beat with Cooper rush. So that's yeah. good for them. But dude, Josh Jacobs, I want to know from you, is this, is this, or is this not? And this is coming from a Josh Jacobs, only fan subscriber himself. This has to be the number one trade high candidate of the year. Am I wrong? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely 100% behind that, Sean. <laughs> right? I, I would definitely trade high. Yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised you're I'm surprised you're uh, behind that. Well, because I always fought for the Josh Jacobs respect in the sense that like, dude, just give this man his due that he's a solid running back too. like when I would when we would come on this podcast, you would fucking rip me to shit. Like I was saying, take him in the top five. He's better than Jonathan Taylor or something. But it's like, dude, he's just a regular running back too, just like fucking Antonio Gibson, just like any yeah. of these other guys. And he always has good ADP. You know what I'm saying? But he's a fucking guy that, you know, while he is a good RB2 and I'd love to have him on my team, I would trade him right now because, bro, I, in a full PPR league, he got like 33 points against me um, this week. Uh, and like, he's never going to do that again. I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to do, do you, what are the chances? Well, this is the thing with Josh Jacobs too. This is the thing with Josh Jacobs too. These last two games, he's had 11 targets altogether. He's got five catches in each of his last two games. That's not very Josh Jacobs. Like now when Josh Jacobs was a rookie, his second year in fantasy, people were hyping him up saying he was a first round pick. Um, and I, I, that's when I got behind Josh Jacobs too, because coach at the time, GM at the time were saying, we're going to get Josh Jacobs involved in the, in the passing game. He's going to be more of a receiving back. And that just got, you know, you know, a little light went off my head. I'm like, bro, this guy's going to be first round running back automatically. And that never came about that never came to light with him, uh, being a receiving back. And now these last two games, we're seeing it. I don't think that, you know. This is a small sample size. I don't see this continuing with him. So that's why I think, you know, it's probably a good time right now to try to see what you can get for him um, because you're not going to see him get targeted out of the backfield that much. You know, this is also with Hunter Renfro, who's been out with concussion. I'm not sure when he's going to be coming back. Maybe this week. Yeah. I don't know. But that's a guy who's going to steal a lot of targets. Um, I, I don't know how many more games you're going to see Josh Jacobs getting 33 touches in or 34 touches in whatever it was. I'm not sure. So. Yeah, this is definitely a time. But I mean, he is he is who he is. He's a he's he's a mid to he's a mid running back too. Yep, high high end high end running back too. Exactly. <sighs> he still does, still doesn't get the respect. Still doesn't get the respect. And Mike, before we jumped into respect off, because that's the real segment that America is looking for. If we're really being honest with ourselves, um, before we get into that. <clears throat> I just really want to have a moment about Rashad Penny and how people, you know, when we're talking about we bust, bust Josh Larkey's balls on here. If you guys even know who that is, that's a guy on Twitter, pretty big fantasy creator. Um, and we also, I, f I think his name's Luke Sawhook or something like yes. that. These guys are just, I know it's Sawhook. These guys are just so corny and such frauds that it's like we just want to shine a light on them. And the fantasy football community is so kumbaya, hold hands. Listen, 
I, that's, there's a reason why we call each other the toxic boys these days. It's like, we are just trying to shake some shit up and have it not be so kumbaya. Like, yo, you guys fuck this shit up. Josh Larkey. At first I was busting balls about him, but like just being kind of like nerdy and whatever, like just having fun. Like, I don't even know the guy, like we're just fucking around, but this whole Brett Favre thing for real, like, dude, you go to war, you go to the mattresses over fucking, uh, Deshaun Watson. Like he fucking got to try to force a hand job from like your mom or something in the massage parlor to just because Brett Favre fucking works with you and your company, you know, you're, you know, his boss is telling him no, but it's like, bro, you got all this conviction, but you can't say shit. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Well, they he's delete tw- tweets. They do all this shit. We, we don't fuck with that over here at GCF. He's tweeting during the year. Deshaun Watson averaged one and a half sexual assaults a game. Like you're saying stuff like that, but then like Brett Favre's stealing welfare money, 70 something million dollars. Like, and you're, you're not going to speak on that. Like that's, I don't know that that's your teammate, man. And you're just going to let it fly. I, I get it. You work for this site and you know, you probably, he probably has to be careful with what he says and stuff, but, um, he's definitely a fraud and, dude. and the thing too, Sean, you, you hit it with the kumbaya bullshit. Like I, when did we have to all be like friends with each other and like support each other and like pat everyone on the back? like. Maybe I'm a dick. Maybe it's just how I grew up. Maybe it's how I am. But like, I we you don't are need a dick. It. No, yeah, and and but I accept it, and I don't care. I don't want to be friends with most people in the world. I don't like a lot of people. Like, I talk shit about people. I have no problem with it. Like, is that so wrong? We don't have to like act like we all like each other. Say how you really Especially fucking people- feel. Especially people we don't know. I literally have like four friends in my life, bro. I'm 32 years old. I don't need any more. I, I promise I don't need any more. People from work are like, yo, you want to get a beer? I'm like, no, dude. Like, abs- absolutely not. And especially if it was fucking a guy like Josh Lark, who's a fraud. You can say whatever you want about Deshaun Watson. I'm no fucking sexual assault apologist. He crossed the line in a lot of ways. But you work with a guy that did the same fucking thing. Yeah. Just because like we're from New York. Maybe, maybe honestly, bro, maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't know, but I don't know if you how you know Brett Favre and you're not fucking. He's um, just trying to boost his follower followers um, count, and he just wants to, you know, he holds he holds himself on a high pedestal like he's a fucking celebrity and shit. You ain't shit. You're just a fucking whatever, bro. I'm I'm over him, bro. Every week, Josh all Martin, I know I'm is sick of this fucking guy. All I know is this is why we we do we give it straight to the GCF fam because that's what it's for. Like we we're not doing this to create controversy. I could I could put out this podcast tomorrow morning, tag Josh Larkey and Sawhook in it, and it'd be a whole fucking thing. It would be our <laughs> biggest. It'd be our biggest rated fucking episode ever. It'd be this whole dramatic thing. And you know what? Our Twitter account would get fucking suspended because they'd pull strings or some bullshit, and we'd be blackballed probably even more than we are. Fuck that. GCF Toxic Boys After Hours. That's the new name of the fucking podcast. And I'm we just gotta wait till Elon Musk is officially running. Yeah, Twitter. dude. And then we'll we'll probably all have to pay five bucks or some shit. Watch, <laughs> but I mean, it'll it'll be worth it to shit on Larky. Um, all right, listen, we're all about balance here at Grand Central Fantasy. Mike's the Ying. I'm the Yang. Mike's Asian, if you guys didn't know, if you ever see a picture, um, some people say I have Asian eyes, but Mike definitely is Asian 100%. Um, it's time to take respect off some motherfuckers' names. First up, we have Javante Williams' knee. Mike, the uh. GCF. Mike, the GCF dream of Javante Williams is dead for real. Honestly, we've propped up so many young running backs that we thought were going to be the guys. They thought they were going to be the fucking next RB ones. Dude, on Sunday, fucking Javante took that, uh, Javante took that fucking, um, cut and boom, look what happened. Bruh. Fucking tore his ACL and his LCL. Fucking possible nerve damage. They're saying, Mike, it, it it's it's not looking good. The the our fucking boy, he's down and out for real. Um, next up, we got to his brain, bro. Respect off to his brain, man. That shit was rattling in his skull, Mike. We all saw on Thursday night. It was insane. And Mike, was it just me or did these did these fucking hits really not look? that bad 
Um, I don't know. I mean, they were hard hits. I definitely seen harder, but yeah, when you have like a concussion I, and then you're clear to be on the field like four days, five days later, you get hit in the head again. Like what, what do people expect to happen? Yeah, it's, it's going to be bad, honestly. And, you know, it's not a situation where, I mean, they already announced he's not playing. Um, they already fired the independent guy that did it or whatever. I mean, the, the reality of the situation is here. Um, you know, the NFL, it's just getting softer and I'm all for player safety and stuff, but you know, Tua, I'm, I'm looking at it from a fantasy perspective. Tua is not fucking, you know, going to be back anytime soon. They're going to baby the shit out of him now. Everybody was jerking off Mike McDaniels. Like he was the next Bill Belichick. And now people are talking about how they want him fired because, you know, Tua, Tua was back in the game after, you know, an independent brain neurologist fucking, cleared him so you know take some respect off to his brain for real next up we got the falcons offense mike one of the biggest misses we had this week um was mariota must start i really thought he was going to take it to another another level this week he did the exact fucking opposite 139 passing yards one interception five rush five rushes for three yards fucking disaster kyle pitts again mike one catch on four targets 25 yards drizzy drake london our boy two catches on seven targets for 17 yards the only guy that had a solid game was cordell patterson who grabbed a touchdown but mike he's out with a knee injury he's gonna miss at least one week they said it's really not looking good for that offense that we had very high hopes for um to stay consistent earlier in the year, but I don't think we can really trust any of these guys above flex appeal, um, you know, moving forward just because Marcus Mariota is too uh, inefficient um, or inconsistent, I should say. Next up, we got Darren Waller. Another one bites the dust, baby. Another fucking tight end that you drafted high three for four or excuse me, three catches on five targets on Sunday with 24 yards, basically uh, identical stat lines back to back Um, bust bust overall for sure. Especially when you go on that fifth round ADP, Um, he hasn't had over a hundred yards in a game in the four games a season and only one touchdown. Mike, you drafted this guy in the fifth round. That is a bust beyond bust. Okay. Like this is why you don't take tight ends. Um, you know, frankly, I guess that aren't named Mark Andrews, uh, in the first five rounds. And then finally, Mike, this one hurts, but we have AJ Dillon, 83 total yards last week, which isn't too bad, but Mike, I'm concerned overall, you know, the targets haven't been there since week one. He's putting up like mid to low flex numbers. I mean, Mike, this just isn't really a guy that, you know, I'm, that excited about moving forward. And I really was, I thought he was going to take that next step, but we're seeing Aaron Jones really take it. So that's it. GCF fam, take some respect off these motherfuckers names. Mike, talk to me. What do you think? Oh man. Um, there's a lot to dissect there. Javante Williams, devastating. You guys know I was one of his biggest fans. Uh, I was rooting for him. I had him in a bunch of leagues. He tore every ligament in his knee known to man, I think. Um, but real quick, Mike Boone, waiver wire priority, uh, Melvin Gordon and him split the workload last week when after Williams got hurt, you know, I'm not thinking anything crazy about Mike Boone, but you know how the Broncos like to run the ball Tua, Sean, when he got hit and his hands went up, it looked like he was, I thought he was throwing up like gang signs. I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And then, you know, I figured it out. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he misses the whole year. No one's really talking about that. I just feel like after what happened, they're going to like go so hard with this. And, you know, especially after the doctor cleared them and, the, you know, obviously the doctor's fired and whatnot, but they might take this to like severe measures. And like, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like he's, we're not going to see Tua for a long time. Um, that's what I'm saying, dude. I, I don't think it's, and I think he could maybe even be ready to be back yes. in like a couple weeks or whatever, but they're still going to hold him out. And it bros too, bro. He's made a glass. Like, I don't know if they were what they're planning on doing. I know like I like Tua. I always liked him at Bama. I, I always believed in him. It's just injuries are the problem, but he was proving that he could really be like a franchise quarterback this year. Um, but you know, the injuries caught up with him, but now I mean, if he didn't stare at his fingers 
for 30 seconds and like give that involuntary like motion on Thursday night football in front of everybody. Like even if that happened at like Sunday, one o'clock games, I don't think it'd be as big a reaction, but it's the only game on everybody's fucking watching it. Everybody picks the NFL apart for brain injuries when honestly, dude, they're doing, and I'm, I'm not an NFL apologist either. Like they fuck up too, but they're doing a lot to try to avoid concussions. And honestly, bro, like, it's just like, sometimes this shit happens. What are you going to do? Like we said, I didn't think those two hits were really that bad, but you might be onto something there, Mike. I, I don't think they're going to fucking, you know, we're not going to see him for a long time. He's going to come back. Yeah. No. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just hold him out for the year. And I mean, honestly, your health comes before everything too. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's, that's for another conversation because it's not really fantasy talk, but Falcons offense, <clears throat> Yeah, it all starts at Mariota, dude. Uh, Mariota, com- he completed two passes in the final three quarters. Like, he's not the quarterback, and I'm just waiting, Sean, until we start hearing Desmond Ritter and if he's going to be starting uh, the starting quarterback soon because Mariota just ain't it, man. And at first week one, he looked all right. I'm like, this guy can run around and get out of the pocket, which is going to help him throw the ball a little bit. He's got all these weapons. I mean, Kyle Pitts has been. Nowhere to be found. Now, Drake London had a terrible game after a couple of really good games. I'm just waiting. I wouldn't be surprised this week coming up. We see Desmond Ritter come in at some point if uh, Falcons are struggling. Um, it, it, it's bad, man. Falcons offense, is, it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, we all were – I. I don't know when did they draft Desmond Ritter? Do you know what was it like third round? Ritter was in. He's the kid from Cincinnati, I think, and he was in the third or fourth round. I mean, dude, this was a draft, a quarterback draft that was fucking horrific. And so, and how I feel is next year's draft is supposed to be one of the great quarterback classes. So they're going to want to see what they have in this kid now, with uh, you know, these young, talented pass catchers around them before they get to this draft. They're probably still going to draft a quarterback next year anyway, but they want to see what they got with them because clearly Mariota isn't providing any spark for them. So take respect off their name. <clears throat> Darren Waller, GFC, GFC's oldest rule, don't draft a tight end early unless it's like a generational talented stud. You wasted yep. your fucking money in fourth-round pick with this guy. Uh, no more than 24 yards the last two games. That's without Renfro on the field. Give me a fucking break. Darren Waller. Maybe he relapsed again. I don't fucking know. Um, and um, <laughs> he, might he might. I don't know. He just got that contract, too. So he probably he fucking put all that money in his stupid. nose. I don't know. It was stupid, bro. Like, I, I saw that. I'm like, what are they doing? Three years, like, he had 50 something year. million, I believe, right? Yeah, like it's like he had a good year two years ago, sucked last year, and now he's and it's like, oh yeah, let's let's fucking pay him a shit ton of money. Like, what are we doing, bro? Like, he's not even that big part of the offense. Like, they don't win. Yeah. Like the Raiders should be way better. Like we do we could have we could have really go into the Raiders if we wanted to and fucking pick them apart. Yeah. Because Derek Carr looks like shit. They just the, got their Josh first McDaniel. win, man, and they barely did that, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. AJ Dillon. That's the only guy I'm kind of, I don't know how I feel about respect off his name. I know he isn't living up to expectations. The volume's there mm-hmm. for him. Uh, he had like 80-something yards on the day. It's, it, it's not terrible, but it's not good. You know, yeah. when our running back pods, I don't know if you remember, I said A.J. Dillon. I put him in my top 20. I said Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to finish his top 20 running backs. I, I looked earlier today. I believe A.J. Dillon mm-hmm. was like 28th or 29th. So he's not there mm. yet. He does have some yeah. easier matchups coming up. Um, I think, you know, we'll see better um, scores from him in fantasy. You know, Aaron Jones yeah. is doing his thing. Uh, 16 attempts, 110 yards. He's getting targets out of the backfield. So he he's doing his thing. But A.J. Dillon definitely has to step it up. He's got to get he's got to put some touchdowns next to his name uh, if he wants to be more fantasy relevant. Yeah, dude, that that's really where it came down to for me. I mean, you know, I maybe I I was on the fence about putting him on the respect off list, but it really is like you summed it up perfectly. Expected him to be in the top twenty running backs. He's sniffing almost outside the top thirty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just inside the top thirty. Yep. So it's one of those things really where, you know, 
I don't know what to expect from him. I would buy low on him um, if I needed it, especially in deeper leagues. But yeah, it, it's something where I'm, I'm probably not ready to give up. I don't think he's on the drop or stop list yeah. that we're doing um, in a few minutes. But, you know, he might be next week. Yep. You know, he, he really might, depending on how, how we look this week. But Mike, that is it. Week four is in the books. Let's move on to week five. And again, we, we're one of the only fantasy podcasts that, you know, legit locally owned, totally independent. Um, and we really try to give you the fantasy shit, not NFL news, not anything like that. Like we dabble in that. But here is a question that we're getting a lot of. And before we get into drop and stop and must starts, me and Mike really wanted to bring this to you guys because I want to get his opinion after Eckler's monster three touchdown game and CMC who finally came back to life and gave you those RB one, you know, top two numbers we've been waiting for all year. But there is a caveat to that. It didn't look good. And Mike will get into that. Mike, are you selling high on one or the other, both of them or neither when it comes to Austin Eckler, CMC, two guys that before week four, a lot of owners were getting very frustrated with. I, you want to know if I'm selling high on both or you want both of them right now, or you just want one, one and one either. Just when I ask you if you're going to do you, would you consider if you were an owner of either, would you sell high on CMC or Austin Eckler? Would you pick one? Would you sell both? Are you keeping both? What do you think? I right now, as of today, Sean, 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 I'm selling high on both of them. On both? No way. Are you sure? Quiet down in the back over there. On both of them, Sean. Tell me why on Eckler first. Oh, I knew that one was going to irk you. (laughs) Yeah, that one hurt. I knew that was going to hurt you. Listen. That one hurt. Listen, I'm selling high on him. That doesn't mean that I think Eckler is, you know, washed, done. I still think Eckler mm-hmm. can be, you know, a running back one, but I just don't think he's going to return that value as an early first round pick that some people use on him to like a mid first round pick. Um, you know, this past this week, 13 carries, 60 yards. That was against one of the league's worst run defenses. Yes, three touchdowns. We've been waiting for the touchdowns. That's dandy. And I love it, but he only had 13 carries, Sean. He, um, you know, Sony Michelle, Josh, Josh Kelly, bunch of guys are getting carries over there as well. Uh, we're not seeing a huge workload from Eckler. Also, Keenan Allen's been out for fucking f- what four weeks now. He's coming back soon. He's going to get an increase in his target share as well. So, I said it last week on the pod. You guys know I love Austin Eckler. I've always been behind Austin Eckler. I, I just feel like we're starting to see a bit of a decline with him, a little bit, um, and yep. especially from you know from a workload perspective. So don't go out there and sell Eckler just because, like you know, I, I just he has the name appeal. So I think it would be smart for you to go out there and see what you can get for him because. I don't think you're going to get the Austin Eckler that you expected to get when you drafted him. Is that fair or am I, you know, losing my fucking marble? I I don't. I mean, I get your point, but I still think, you know, I just think the I said last week the best is yet to come with Eckler. I was right about that. The best did come. Maybe your overall point of this is as good as it's going to get the week four performance. Okay, maybe I, I get that, but this is a guy I took him in the first round obviously i took him in the um top two picks i i took him second in a couple leagues and i think he's going to return that investment i do i think we see more games like this this might be the game of the year for him but honestly the way i look at it mike i think the coaching staff just really figured out that they have to lean on him a little more you know what i mean um his stat line wasn't anything too crazy he ha- it was a pretty typical austin eckler game the same type of game he's been having all fucking year just the touchdowns yes there, you know what i'm saying um so it's like that's what i get 
I, I understand I would hold Eckler. I'm not doing that unless I was blown away by an offer, but I am moving on from CMC in any league that I do have him in because this is, you know, if you're paying attention, he was been underperforming for the first three games of the year. Even in this game, he wasn't doing shit until one big play at the end. And I know that's what, you know, we just said Damian Pierce might put respect on his name off of one big play, but we didn't draft Damian Pierce in the first or second overall, which a lot of people are telling you to do. You know, we didn't draft guys like Josh Jacobs in first or second overall. We we drafted CMC to be the fucking guy. And when the guy is putting up, you know, this is just the, the, you know, the white Dalvin cook, right? I mean, just a guy that was fucking great, but now, you know, he's pretty mediocre. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I see a lot of similarities between the two of them. And I think it's one of those things that, you know, I'm ready to move on from him. He had a big game. Let's fucking move on. Let me see if I can get a, you know, solid running back and maybe a nice little wide receiver too with high upside. What do you think of that? Yeah. And I mean, after the game, everyone's talking about how great of a game he had. And I was texting you about it. I'm like, dude, CMC's stat line was nothing crazy until that, you know, until the last quarter when, um, Arizona was playing, you know, super conservative, um, he had 80 receiving yards on the day. Half of those yards came on, like, I think the last drive. Um, and he had that fucking easy touchdown, which boosted his, you know, his fantasy points, which is good. But he just didn't look at, you know, like CMC as productive as he was in the past. Um, and, you know, now we're starting to see him now. And it's not too serious. I know the media's, you know, blowing it up because CMC does get injured, obviously, all the time. But the last two weeks now, Thursdays, we're seeing, you know, I don't know if it's Wednesday or Thursday, we're seeing CMC's questionable, you know, I think it was a thigh this week, thigh injury or whatnot. He's starting to pop up on the injury report. After this big game, this is the time, you know, after this big stat line, this is definitely the time to to sell on him. Um, and this is this is why I, sorry, no, I didn't no. mean to cut you off, Mike. Were you going to say No, that's else? basically it. I mean, I, I just want to say this is the time to capitalize on because because he's coming off, you know, a fake great fantasy game in my mind. This is, this is why I felt I I had to, I had to fucking, you know, kind of hold court for a minute with Mike and, you know, have a sit down with everybody because we rarely advise you to like sell your stud players. But, um, you know, these are just guys that there were so many question marks the first couple of weeks. And, you know, we're already getting a shit ton of questions about it that we just want to kind of settle it. So Mike would sell both. I would sell just CMC. I'm holding Eckler. Um, Mike, we've been fucking killing these pods, keeping them tight over the past couple of weeks. We've seen a pretty good response from it. So, but our biggest, most fucking popular new segment was yours. You know, you're you're the creative genius behind the show. Um, Dropping or stopping, Mike. So take it away. Who are we? Who are we about to hit that drop button on? Who do we think we're going to stop? Right, on? First guy I want to bring to your attention is Kirk Cousins. You know I'm a big Vikings guy. I'm a big Kirk Cousins guy. That offense is incredible. You know they're three and one right now, but you know these last couple of games, Kirk Cousins stat lines haven't really been impressing too much. Sean, what are we doing? Are we stopping or dropping or Kirk Cousins? Dropping him, bro. Get get the fuck out of here with Cousins. 1,000 yards over four games, six touchdowns, four interceptions. He's the 17th ranked quarterback. Um, you know, you could even, there's guys you could have picked up off the fucking free agents that you didn't even draft that are better than Kirk Cousins. I get it. I was the one, honestly, this is all Mike's fault because I was, he was trying to get me to drink the fucking Cousins Kool-Aid and I had a couple sips because I love Justin Jefferson. He's one of my favorite players. And I kept telling people, who do you think's getting him the ball? You know, but I mean, Cousins can still suck and Jefferson can have a great game. I mean, he just has too many inconsistencies and then, you know, it's it's the same shit everywhere, every year. Like clockwork, a late November, early December game will happen. He'll throw five touchdowns. Michael fucking texts me saying, oh, Kirk Cousins, everybody shits on him. But then look, and then the second you need him to show up in a big game, he fucking shits the bed. So I'm dropping him, Mike. What are oh, you doing? Come on, that's my son, bro. We're stopping on that. <laughs> you already knew fucking knew, bro. Everyone it. fucking knew. Uh, yeah, I'm stopping. And, uh, you know. I'm not feeling great, Kirk Cousins, as my starting quarterback. You know, he's not Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, obviously. 
Uh, he's not. But if you have a quarterback who's in like the second or third tier of quarterbacks of fantasy, I would love to have Kirk Cousins like as my backup, you know. Um, and here's why, Sean. I'm looking down the stretch, and he has Chicago this week. Then he has Miami. Then a bye. Arizona at Washington. That's a a sweet lineup right there. Weeks 10 to 12, it's tough for Buffalo, Dallas, New England. But then the last two games of the regular season, he gets the Jets, and then he's blessed last game of the season against the Detroit Lions. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. You talked about you got Justin Jefferson. You know, obviously Justin Jefferson could do his thing, um, and Kirk Cousins, you know, doesn't really have to go off much, but there's still a lot of talent on that Minnesota team. You know, Adam Thielen was always my boy and you know, I haven't, you know, I didn't hype him up as much as recent years because he's, you know, he's older. He's not the same guy who gets hurt a lot, but he's, but yeah. he's still, he's still relevant. Um, KJ Osborne, I'm a big fan of. Dalvin Cook, you hate. Even if he's hurt, Madison's there. They got a solid offense overall. I'm not going to say, you know, Kirk Cousins is uh, going to be this great fantasy quarterback, but I feel pretty confident holding him as my backup, as a backup quarterback if needed. Um, I'm hitting the drop button. You're stopping. Who's next? Next, we got Michael Carter, and um, this is an interesting one. Jets said earlier on in the season how he was the hard he was the heartbeat of the offense. Numbers have been declining for him. Brees Hall's looking like the real fucking deal. He, uh, Carter was Which he was out touched this last week by Brees Hall, nineteen to ten. What are we doing, Sean? We dropping or stopping? Listen, I want to do something. I want to do something for Michael Carter real quick. Real quick. Put some respect on my name. You understand me? When y'all say my name, put some respect on People are giving way, giving up way too quick on Michael Carter. I understand. I get it. 225 total yards, zero touchdowns. Listen, Joe Flacco was not the guy for this offense. We saw what Brees Hall looked like with Zach Wilson. I I told you from fucking draft night, Brees Hall was going to be the guy in this offense. But Michael Carter is not a guy that you just fucking drop. I'm sorry. Give him more time with Zach Wilson. Give him more time within this offense. Uh, Mike's been saying this offense has a lot of mouths to feed, which is true. But listen, good offenses. There's tons of guys that are out there. Michael Carter is going to be one of them. I wouldn't be surprised if this week we see him um, find the end zone. They're playing uh, who? Dolphins, they play in Miami. Yeah, yeah Dolphins. Um, you know, I I would not be surprised if this is a good game for Michael Carter. I'm not. I'm stopping on him. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm going to stop too. But this might this okay. might be the end for me. Um, really? Just okay. because every week Brees Hall has been trending upward with his snap count, his, uh, his touches. So I'm going to give it another week at least. One of the reasons, too, Zach Wilson's back. And if you saw Zach Wilson last year with Michael Carter, he relied on him a lot. He dumped the ball off to Michael Carter. If you go back and look at targets towards the second half of the season, um, Zach Wilson you know, hit him eight, nine, ten times, You know, looked in his direction, threw in his direction. Uh and that happened multiple times. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you know, you guys know Sean and I are big Jet fans. We watch the games. I know Zach Wilson was very comfortable with him, but you know, the days are definitely getting limited because Hall is definitely trending into like three down back territory. Like, especially seeing him against the Steelers this week, man. I love what I saw. Um, I'm gonna stop for now. I'm gonna tell you guys to stop for now, but I need to see some improvement. I gotta see uh his workload translate into more positive yardage and, you know, to keep him on my team. So stop. You love to see loads. You love to check out loads. Um, Yeah. That's just kind of my thing. So <laughs> moving on next, we got Robbie Anderson and his name comes. I was shocked that he was on this list. Bro. And there's a reason he's owned in he's, okay. he's owned in roughly 50% of league, Sean. I don't know if you know this, and really no i didn't that's crazy and you're gonna like this our boy dave shout out dave ness uh shout out yeah dave he ness asked me if, he asked me yesterday uh, if he should drop robbie and i told him you know okay guys stop or drop here we go i said why is he even on your roster that was my response back to him it <laughs> was the first good. game of the season good. robbie he went off 
And that's all we got from him. Like DJ Moore is struggling to get the ball from Baker Mayfield. Why the fuck would I even want Robbie Anderson on my team? Like I can't condone keeping Robbie Anderson on your team. Sean, tell the people. <laughs> Real quick, I'll give you what I have written down because I got a better story. I got to tell the people about Dave. Um, one week wonder since week one, he's had 72 yards in three games. It, it's over. Fucking drop him. I know, I know Mike's dropping yeah. him too, but for the people at home, for our guy, um, yo, G- and GCF contributor, uh, Dave Ness. I mean, he's he, our website is fucking like a eight year old made it, but he is that eight year old. <laughs> he fucking uh, fine tuned the edges for us. And this is a guy who he went to college with Mike. That's pretty much Mike's like right yeah, hand man. Boy. This guy had a jet birthday cake at his 30th birthday, but his favorite player of all time is Tom Brady. Right? There's not too many. There's not too many guys out there like that. Dave is one of one. Yes, he is. 100%. I fucking love Dave, dude. But um, So we're dropping Anderson. Who do we got next? Next, we got uh, Tyler Boyd. This is an interest, interesting one, Sean, because, you know, Tyler Boyd uh, is the third wide receiver on the team obviously behind chase obviously behind higgins uh once in a while we see him come to light um is it worth rostering tyler boyd still um are are you stopping or dropping with him so this is a unique one mike and boyd over four games he started two of them played in all four um 202 yards two touchdowns mike in a 10-man league no way um, uh, he shouldn't be rostered anything after that 12, 14, the deeper the league, obviously, you know, you're keeping these guys, but I would hang on to Boyd. Um, you know, these, uh, Bengals wide receivers, especially Higgins, who I fucking love, man. Higgins is really becoming what we thought he yep. was going to be. Um, and it, you know, chases, he's had a couple of bad games, but you're going to turn around. He's going to have a 40 point fantasy game before, you know, it. don't worry about him, but these guys get hurt. And, you know, even when they're not hurt, they spread the ball around in that offense. And the thing about Tyler Boyd, um, I was looking at his, at his, uh, stats, Mike, since 2018, he's only missed three mm. games. Um, and for a guy like who did have injury risk at the beginning of his career, he missed like eight games in 2017. Um, you know, this, a guy that stays healthy he might have found his sweet spot with not playing a lot so i'm i'm not dropping i'm stopping on him um you know maybe in a couple weeks we'll see but you know that's really not bad production 202 yards two touchdowns over uh four games for a third fourth wide receiver you know on the actual team and if he's on your fantasy team he's probably like your sixth wide receiver anyway yeah i'm in the same boat as you basically uh with the you know 12 team you got to keep him there and you know eight nine team uh he, he probably can go it's just you know he has these really good games sometimes even when higgins and chase are both starting in the lineup and obviously you know tyler boyd's going to be sitting on your bench in those games and it sucks you're going to miss out on them but we've seen Higgins in the past with injuries we saw him earlier on I believe with the concussion last year he missed some time and Boyd's always right there to step up and fill the void and Boyd void but um yeah <laughs> you know he had the game against the Jets he had 100 yards and a touchdown um you're going to sporadically get those games from him he's strictly a bench piece but like I said if any of the top Bengals wide receivers miss time Boyd's going to be a wide receiver to flex play most of the weeks. So, yeah, I'm stopping. Keep them 12, 12 teams and deeper. You have to keep them. And, Sean, we're going to wrap it up with an old GCF legend. He used to be on Mount Rushmore of GCF, and we carved his face out, Allen Robinson. Um, yes. Sean, you know, it's getting pretty depressing. This last week against the 49ers, two catches seven yards. We were hyping Allen Robinson up in the off season, not just us, but everybody, you know, fifth, sixth round. We thought there was some value there. 18 targets in four games. Sean is enough, enough stop or drop. Let me ask the audience how many, like, just honestly, how many people listen to this podcast of the dozens and dozens of people listening to this podcast? How many of you have faith in Allen Robinson?
That's what I thought. <laughs> Absolutely fucking nobody. It's time to yeah. drop them, bro. It's it's time to drop them. It's over. And this is my guy. We love him. Mike said it. There's nothing more to say. It hurts too much. It hurts too much. It's just over that. And I'll, and I'll give it to you, Mike. I don't know what you're going to say, but I think there's a path for you to stop and not drop them just because the LA, I'll always say St. Louis, Jesus Christ, the LA offense is so fucked right now. Like I picked them to win that game last night. Obviously it was an off week for us with the picks, but you know, I really, if this was last year, it'd be a different story, but just the, the defense isn't that great. Jalen Ramsey sucks kind of, but the offense, it's like almost all these guys are the same. Like it should be the same, but it just doesn't feel that way. Maybe they'll get it right. Maybe they won't, but you know, I'm not sticking around. I, I think I, I told somebody today and it's all league dependent. So if you're a Patreon and you ask us specific questions, you know, when you are a Patreon member, we get your team, we get other teams in your league, your rules. Like we really like tailor it to your leagues that you play in. Um, and I said that I could see a scenario where Allen Robinson is like Mike's number one pick in the waiver wire, like after week 10, like because they finally get it together. But for right now, I, I just don't think he should really be rostered. What do no, you, you think, said Mike? it perfectly, Sean. I'm I'm definitely dropping him, you know, and you know me, I hold on to players way too long. Like I, I it, I'm one of those guys that hold on to players because. I'm worried that I'm going to drop them and then all of a sudden they're going to turn into fucking Jerry Rice, you know, you know, that, course, that's me. Dude, that's me. Course. And I hold on to guys too long. This is hard, man, like for me to do, but I'm letting go, Sean, Sean, I'm letting go. And um, Damn, yeah, I'm not dude. doing it anymore with him. I wanted to believe the Bears fucked him last year. I really wanted to. And I wanted to believe that. You know, going to the Rams, he was going to rejuvenate his career with Matthew Stafford. He didn't have to be the number one guy. He has a great quarterback around him. You know, everything added up for him to be, you know, a pretty solid wide receiver for, you know, people drafting him in fantasy where he was going. And it's over for him, man. Like I said, 18 targets for four games. I mean, fucking Skowronek is seeing more usage than him. Van Jefferson's going to be back eventually. We saw him last year. You know, some pretty good games. I think he's coming yeah. back. I think he's eligible to come back week seven. Fucking Tyler Higby uh, has doubled the targets that he has on the year. Um, he's he doing is. his thing. Um, so Robinson's an afterthought. Wide receivers are obviously easier to come by on your waiver wire each week. So that's why I feel pretty comfortable dropping him. Probably could find somebody out there on the waiver wire that would be better off on your team. And that was hard for me to say, man. Yeah, man. I it's tough, but listen, like like I said, like the theme of this podcast, we fucking tell the truth and we own up to our shit. You know what I'm saying? And that was our boy. That was one of our sons. But listen, it's fucking yeah, over, bro. Fuck it's you, over. Alan. So take with that what take, take with that what you will. But Mike, let's round it the fuck out and let's get out of here on a high note, baby. Enough with the negativity. We had to put one of our sons down. R.I.P. Allen Robinson. Um, we'll move on. The applications for new children are out there. Um, like starter sit week four, or excuse me, week five. I'm starting off right now with a guy who I think needs way more respect in the fantasy football community and in the NFL um, in general. Tyler fucking Conklin, bro, at Miami. You starting him or you sitting him? He's a hundred percent start for me. This guy does not get enough credit. He's a top five fantasy tight end right now in PPR. Uh, put some respect on oh, his absolutely. name for real. But what do you think about Conklin? Oh, this I'm week? starting him too, and you already know. I was going so hard with him when the Jets signed fucking CJ Uzuma. I don't even know if he's seen the field. I don't even know if I'm yeah. saying his fucking name right. I said Tyler Conklin was the way better tight end, um, I, and it's really showing. Um, I talked about him on the waiver wire again because he's owning like I, I don't know, like thirty percent of leagues or th somewhere around there. Yeah, he's just not getting the credit. And he's fourth or fifth most in targets for tight ends this season. He looked comfortable with Wilson after doing his thing. With uh, you know, Joe Flacco as well. I think he had like a drop or two this week, but he still was targeted about nine times. Miami's defense is not that good either. I'm sorry, I'll fucking say it. They're not that nope. good. I'm definitely starting Conklin. Sure. Teddy Bridgewater, Deadwater versus the New York Jets. Um, you know, he's got weapons upon weapons. 
I'm sitting them though, man. Uh, I just don't really trust it, especially. Oh, um, here's a free gambling pick. Take the under on absolutely every Tyreek Hill fucking um, prop bet because Sauce Gardner is going to shut that mm-hmm. motherfucker down. He's literally the best cornerback in the league, Ooh. better than Marcus Lattimore, <laughs> better than fucking Jalen wow. Ramsey. The stats back it up. The stats back it up. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings the other day. He had a big fucking cutout of him with a chain on saying he's got the sauce. How many cornerbacks have ads in Buffalo Wild Wings? Number have you one tried fucking, his sauce, um, his uh, wing sauce? No, he has a segment. Bro, oh, that makes sense. It's called I didn't even sauce know. sauce. I just thought it, yeah. I had it. It was fucking phenomenal, bro. <laughs> Is it I swear really? to God. Sauce sauce. Awesome. He's the man, shit. bro. I That's... ate it. It was. What did it taste It was like, like barbecue. Um, it was a couple different yeah. flavors, I think, basically. But it was like barbecue. It was a little spicy, too. It was, it was very good, man. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I like that. I fuck with that. But yeah, that's why with, you know, I'm just not. I love Waddle. He's another one. He's another one of my guys, but I just don't think, I think you got to remember these wide receivers can have good games without the quarterbacks being startable. You know, all it takes is one throw, one big play for Waddle to be a top 10 wide receiver, but you know, Bridgewater falls out of the, out of the top 15. So I'm, I'm not starting. I'm saying, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say besides um, I'm sitting. I'm like, obviously he has the weapons, but it just Teddy Bridgewater at this point in his career, like he doesn't have a lot of arm strength. You know, what Teddy Bridgewater has going for him is, um, you know, he's a smart football player. He has IQ, but he's just an older guy, doesn't have the arm strength. He's not he's not that good of a quarterback. So I think they're going to try to keep it like short yardage game, um, screen passes, slants. But, you know, I'm, I'm not starting this week. Josh Reynolds at New England after a pretty big game, but all those guys in uh, Detroit had a – had a big game, but what are you thinking? Because a lot of guys are relying on him. Are you starting or are you sitting, sitting him? him? I like Reynolds a lot. I ha- I've tried to get him on a bunch of my teams, um, but I'm sitting him this week. I'm going to bench him um, because the Lions look like they're starting to get a lot healthier. You know, if St. Brown's back, if Chark is back, and then the rumblings about Jameson Williams. Um, I think he's available to come back. I don't know if he is coming back yet, but that is coming very soon, I believe. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, uh, you mix that with the Patriots defense. Um, I, I just, I'm going to, I'm going to hold him off this week. Um, staying away from him, but I definitely want him on my roster still. I'm going to start him this week. I'm just going to keep riding the hot hand. I think if you're even in a boat where you're considering starting Josh Reynolds, you probably have to start him. So if I'm a Josh Reynolds owner, I'm starting him. Yep. Fuck the Patriots. Mike Rashad Penny at New Orleans. What do you think? You think or you know you think Seattle's offense? That was a great game. I, that was a game I wish I had an NFL ticket. I could just sat there and watch the whole fucking thing. Um, what do you think? Are you starting him in New Orleans? Uh, we just put respect on his name. Of course, I'm fucking starting him. I have to after all that. Uh, obviously, he's facing a tougher matchup, uh, clearly going against the Saints, but I'm going to put him as like a low-end running back two flex play this week. Um, I like Rashad Penny. And, you know, as long as he can stay healthy, he should be pretty good. Uh, it's, you know, you're not going to see Rashad Penny like you saw against the Detroit Lions, but I think he can have a fantasy-relevant game this week. Mike, I'm sorry, nice. Rashad Penny. Nice. Mike, for the fourth, for the third week in a row, I'm going to ask you. And if you give me this f- same fucking answer, you're just wrong. Alan Lazard at the New York Giants. Are you starting or sitting? Sean, I, I got to say the Giants, man. They've been killing it in the secondary. Okay. <laughs> but now they're facing yes. Rodgers. They face a tougher test. I'm flexing Lazard. His usage, his targets. Yeah, I said it. Everything's going up. Every, there we go. Every week Finally. is starting to go up. Finally. Yes, Lazard. I'm putting you in my flex. All right? Get off my back, Lazard. It's Lazard. Thank you. Thank you. Get off my back. Lazard season. He's Rashad always, always Bateman, our shit. boy. <laughs> Rashad Bateman, our boy. Um, first two weeks great. Last two weeks great. This is kind of the rubber game. What do you think, Mike? Are you starting him versus Cincinnati? Because I am. If he plays, it's looking like he might not. But it, just, just give me kind of like your take on 
Bateman even rest the season, let's say, if he doesn't play by the time this people listen to this Well, podcast. I'm starting him, uh, he, although he's disappointing me. I know he's, you know, like you said, he's dealing and playing through injury. But some of the, some of us like invested yeah. big on Bateman, like, you know, man the fuck up. Like, we need you to put in work. Like, mm-hmm. you're a wide receiver, too, on many of our leagues. Um, you got to put up against the Bengals. This is a division game. Um, you know, this is going to be a big game, Ravens versus the Bengals. Um, he needs to get healthy, man. I think I really think that's what's that what's fucking with him right now. Um, he's not fully healthy. Once he does, I feel like, you know, he'll write the ship. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm going all in on Bateman this week. Start him. Real quick, Mike, your boy, Taysom Hill versus Seattle. Um, you know, they the Saints have quarterback problems. So, you know, we're seeing Taysom Hill. I think he got another touchdown in England last week. Um, you know, I want no part of Taysom Hill. He only gets a little bit of appeal because in Yahoo Leagues, he's a tight end. Um, Mike, what do you think? I mean, the people are just asking so much that I had to throw it in there. But what do you think against uh. him? versus Seattle that just gave up shit. I got shitted on by that dude. I forget his name that follows us. And you were yeah, right. We, we were, were right. right. I didn't we have right. my top yeah, we 20. Right. Uh, I was an idiot because he's a starting tight end, even though he wasn't even playing as a tight end much at all. He barely saw the field that game. I, I forget what week that was, week two, whatever. Anyway, I, I, I'm not starting him. I mean, it's probably, you know, it's a decent matchup, and he's going to line up at quarterback. He's going to run, run the ball a little bit, maybe maybe get a couple of pass attempts in. I don't know. But it's just like two boomer busts, you know? Like, he's got to get a touchdown to be relevant yeah. in the position. And I feel like there's a, you know, my rankings list is coming out. Um, You know, you guys are listening to this on Wednesday. We'll be out. And I like a lot of the the rankings they, are hot, man. The rankings are hot. People, people look forward to those dude, every week. I we get harassed when like I'm a little late on them. Like, guys, I'm sorry. I I have like a real job, <laughs> and um, you know that nah, comes dude, for sometimes, sometimes. But anyway, um, yeah, Taysom Hill. I'm not starting him this week. Too boomer bust. He can go fuck himself. And now, Mike, this might be exclusively for the Javante Williams owner. Um, Mike Boone versus Indianapolis. I'll just let you wrap it up because I'm starting Boone if I have to. If I'm in a league where, you know, 12-team league where Javante was my starter, I'm going to plug it right in. Melvin Gordon's been dropping the ball like crazy. Um, You know, he's one of those guys that I'm not really pumped about. So, yeah, I'm going to start Mike Boone if I have to. What do you think? Yo, 